Hi guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from the book talk world. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. Guys, we're back. We are wrapping up a series, which is the Ruthless Boy series, and we're back with the final and fifth installment, which is Warrior Faye. Woohoo! Finally. <laughs> I just got but I was like, woo! Wait, Hilda, were you supposed to be saying something? Yeah, I did. I mute myself. I you did. With you. Oh, okay. I wooed with you. I and then something. I was like, uh, what's happening? And I here? was like, I felt like it was silent. Hence, I started wooing, and then. I didn't learn how to unmute myself. It's okay. We're here. We're here. And we're back with the last installment. Not the last installment from the Zodiac Academy world because we know book nine is still – that's still TBD. They haven't really announced when that's coming out, right? Nope. We're still waiting. Well, when it comes out, you'll know where to find us and you'll have all the information from all of books one through eight and all the Ruthless Boys books one through five to keep you going and keep you fresh. And as we say with every Twisted Sister book, a lot happens. And I think now that I'm in the reread and you're in – you've seen the reader groups where they say, you know, this could have done with a bit of editing. I'm like, I, I, I saw it a lot in this book, <laughs> a little bit. Because I kept thinking, oh, okay, that wrapped up. And I'm like, we're only 50% of the way through. <laughs> How much more do we have to go? It was a lot. It was a lot. I loved it the first time around. The second time around, I would have enjoyed it if I was in the right mind space. Like, you know, sometimes like you're just not into it. Yeah. You're not into deep fantasy. And I just was not. I needed something short, steamy. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. This was a lot of wham bamming, though. This I was, was say, so much wham bamming. Oh my so Maybe much. that's if I, I kept thinking, what would they edit down? And it was literally like sometimes you just end a chapter, start a new chapter, and it'd be like a sex scene with a, a different couple. And I was like, this is spicy. I mean, if you were to skip through it, you're skipping through multiple pages, not just like one. I mean, she's got multiple partners, so everyone's got to take their turn. It takes, you know, a page it, or it two to get be, things going. It has, this has to be equal, right? I was going to yeah. say, it has to be equal. She needs to. No favorites here. No yeah, favorites in the prime. love. Equal, Even though we have favorites. Love. Of course we have favorites. We got favorites. And I'll say this off the bat. If the last book was Leon's moment to shine. This was Ryder's moment to shine. He's on the cover. I know. And he, to me, no other character in ZA book series had a greater character arc than Ryder. Oh, I feel this face right now. Uh, This is the book that really Really just redeemed him. The top five in the uh, top four in the the harem. Yeah. Why choose? He's this like crickets, crickets. Ryder was really. I'm glad you yes. feel that way. Adorable snake with top hats. And Did you guys see that? Was. That Instagram post I sent you guys earlier. Someone's like drawing arms on little snakes. And I was like, wait, this is a little Ridykins. Which one of you Mindy's did that? <laughs> I love it. But I, I really feel that Ryder had a very good completion. And where you see where he started from the series and where he ended up, two different people. It's two one of the people. best. I think so, too. But like I said, a lot happens. So let's get into this epic. And I mean epic because I'm scrolling through my notes. You hear this? This is picking up. This is me scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of notes. All right. So we're picking back up with Warrior Faye again. Final book in the series. Are you doing the five-minute recap? Oh, okay. Let me think. (laughs) Hold on. There was a lot that happened. A five-minute recap. Okay. Lots of boinking. 
Yes, there's lots of sexy time from everyone all involved. There is another Elysian mate bond that happens between Dante and Ryder. Uh, Ryder, and which Elise. sets up a whole thing of gang gang peace. Treaties and violence. Treaties and, and violence, yes. Good and bad on both sides. Gabe spent out- a good majority of this book trying to stop Ryder from, from dying. dying. That was like a good 50% of the book. Yes. We find out who Elise's dad is. Find out who yep. Elise's dad is. We find out who King is. And we finally, finally. find out what happened with Gareth. We also find out what happened between Gabriel and Lance at Zodiac Academy, which that was just so funny. Orion the second time. Orion was sworn to secrecy and he won't talk about it. Um No. And yes, that is a good part. Clearly that was my favorite scene. I can't wait to have discussions about that. What I thought was interesting about this took book, and I'm curious to see if they'll do it in Zodiac Academy is the amount of prologues they had. No prologues. Epilogues. I always mess it up. Epilogues at the back. I think. Oh, because they went from like years to years to years. Four, Mm -hmm. five, six, seven, eight epilogues are at the end of this. From different times. There's one part of that epilogue that will always stand out to me and I will never forget it. It's the birth scene. Oh, (laughs) that was funny. Because it really threw me for a minute. I really thought it was happening and then I was like, wait a second. And I was like, these guys are insensitive as hell because I had just given birth and I was like, would murder someone if they talked to me this way. All right. So let's get into so you guys can finally understand what we're talking about here. All right. So as we get into the book, I'm going to go ahead and say there's not a whole lot of Gareth's plot points here. So typically we kind of like to get that out of the way in the beginning. There's not a whole a lot of it peppered throughout. But one of the big things that I'll mention on that is that there are hints throughout what the gang find, what little memories pop up that he was looking to fake his death and escape from King. So now there's a little bit of a shadow of a doubt as to whether or not he actually died or is living under pre- under presumed identity. So that comes to play kind of in the latter half of the book, but I wanted to put that out there and we'll circle back on Gareth's you know final whereabouts towards the end. This book picks up right where it left off with Elise being stolen by King and after an epic battle with uh, Felix. El- Gabriel's in the site looking for her, and Dante's back with Rosalie. Elise had rescued her after Felix tortured her with a sunsteel blade. Leon, Leon is searching campus high and low for his little monster, and Gabe and Ryder are together waiting to see if Gabe gets a vision because they want to be able to see, is anything coming to you? Do you know where she is? Now, if you remember in the last book, uh, Rosalie and Elise rescues Rosalie right after Felix's attack, and they run into King. He uses Killblaze or Order Suppressant. I can't remember which now at the top of my head. But order he takes her. Suppressant, I think. It was Order Suppressant. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't think it was Killblaze. Order Suppressant, and he whisks her away. So the men are frantic. They don't know where she is. So after this gang fight where we last left off, we had Ryder seemingly come to save Dante and. This puts the gangs in a precarious situation because now Ryder's kind of got on a limb and said, oh, I helped my sworn enemy. And so Bryce, who is Ryder's second in command, comes accusing him of being absent for his people. In that exact moment, Gabe gets a vision that Ryder's people can't be trusted. And then the actions from the night before with them saving Dante and taking down Felix are 
everyone's getting suspicious. They're questioning where the alliances are and suspicious that Ryder's going soft. Gabe can see that the Lunars are a ticking time bomb and will do everything he can to protect Ryder. This goes back to what Bridget said where the majority of the book. Gabe is sucked into a vision, seeing all the horrible, gruesome ways that Ryder can die. And this is the first inkling where he starts to see that fate is kind of leaning towards one direction. Now, back on the Lisa side. Oh, so what happens there, just to make sure we're clear on that, is that there's mistrust in the Lunar Brotherhood, and they're already questioning Ryder's actions. We'll see that carry throughout the rest of the book. Now, Elise wakes up after being knocked out. She's not sure where she is, but eventually realizes she's at the bottom of an amplifying changer. <laughs> she's at the bottom of an amplifier chamber. <laughs> Ep- amplifying. Amplifying chamber. That's what she said. Right. The first time, but then she said amplifier. Amplifying Uh-oh. changer. Is what I said. I was focused on (laughs) chamber, amplifying chamber, which again is usually used to help you see into the site. But if you're on the reverse end of it, you are hidden from the site. I don't know why I kind of pictured it like a hourglass, but you're at the top. Like there's only one section of the hourglass. You know, I've got like that top where it's higher at the bottom. They explained it. They explained it in the book. They explained it in the book where like everything comes in. But things don't, like, go out. Yeah. And this is done purposefully or not purposefully, but it does prevent Gabe from being able to see her. She, from being held for so long, is in bloodlust, and she's in a bad shape because she knows it. King comes into her room and blows some unknown magic in her face. She starts to slip under, and she realizes that she's really in a bad shape, and she doesn't want to die. Now, what King has left for her... During this time and other visits, he comes to visit her a couple of times. He's saying, I need you to understand why I'm doing this. And he leaves her. I need to leave her in like complete filth. It's not like a gross jail. There's like a tub and there's a room for her to be in. But she's in bloodlust. She's starving. She's not getting a full meal. Um, but he is using her for her magic. But he's trying to reconcile why he's doing this by giving her clippings of past gang violence and saying, I'm doing this to end the gangs. This is why I do this. And this is why he's justified into taking the actions he does. Two weeks goes by and Elise is still missing. And you know the men are frantic about this. Dante is with his family and Rosalie announces that she has a lead on where she knows Kill Blaze is being produced. Now the men jump all over this because they know Kill Blaze, King, highly connected, Elise could be there. As they're getting ready to depart, Dante's mom confronts him about the search for Elise. And she needs to know more about the arrangement. Even she can see. He's already mated. She's already mated too. She's already got a mate. Now everyone else in the rest of the world gets one Elysian mate. Why would Dante want to stick around? It's not the girl for him. She's trying to knock some sense into him. He finally comes clean to his mom. He's like, I'm okay with this. Leon's okay with this. Elise is okay with this. Sure, the two of them are Lizzie and mates, and I'm kind of the third wheel in their tricycle, but this is working. And, you know, his mom kind of understands that, and she wants him to be happy. The boys set off on their mission, and they're joined by Rosalie. Rosalie sees Ryder and Dante together and is naturally worried why are two sworn enemies together. She says that she can see that they're astral adversaries. That's right, right? Astral yeah. adversaries. She can see that they're astral adversaries and says that fate demands that they either kill or be killed by another. So, of course, she's like, is this is this happening tonight? Are you killing each other tonight? Because we're on a mission, sirs. Dante does have this internal dialogue during this time that he is a bit worried about them working together. And he's also worried that Ryder doesn't know what his dad sacrificed, his dad being Ryder's dad, sacrificed or the peace deal that Dante had attempted to make with him after Dante's father passed. And because 
Ryder does not know that this happened. Dante worries that he's got a traitor in his midst. And whether he wants to admit it or not, he's worried about always worried about Ryder and what his fate means in the Lunar Brotherhood. But Dante ultimately reconciles us being I'm not threatened because Ryder is and has the love of Elise and we all love Elise. And she he feels comfort in the fact that we all know and having Elise together. And Dante ultimately wants to, he says, if a man is willing to risk it all to save the girl who gave him the love he lacked, then who is Dante to prevent that from getting back to each other? Because he can see Ryder has kind of come alive a little bit. He's blossomed like a little flower coming up from the from a long winter's nap. Or he just shed his old skin. <laughs> like a snake. Wow. Yeah. There you go, Hilda. There she doesn't she love him, but she'll definitely give him some good. Uh and so Dante, you know, I love Dante for being like such a stand-up man. He's like, hey, this guy's in love with him too. Who am I to stand between? Like, we're all going to get her together. So they gang up together and they blow up the massive Killblaze labs. Like, massive. Kaboom. Massive. Big. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> That's what my notes say. Kaboom. Blow up. Kaboom. <laughs> um, but they end up bringing back a hostage. And I write this down. Because ultimately they get no information on where Elise is. But... I just found it hilarious that Ryder, as he sucked them into his hypnotism, made them all different characters from the Lion King. The Lion King. So Gabe was was Zazu. Zazu. That's what kills me. Uh, Leon, of course, was Simba. Ryder, Scar, Gabriel, Zazu, and I just I and from here on out. And what was Dante? Ah, oh, what was Dante? Pumba. 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 <laughs> he was not Pumba. Oh, yeah. What was Dante? I don't know. He was Pumba. He was Pumba, yeah. Was he? Yeah. Oh. That was why he was so pissed. Because Leon looks at him and goes, oh, you're Pumba. <laughs> I must have skipped over that because I didn't have poor Dante written at all. But I love that they made him Pumba. Anyway. <laughs> Like, no, poor Pumbaa, you know? Anyway, while they're interrogating him, Gabe gets a vision that he he knows we're not going to get any information for this guy, and he can't see her, but he definitely feels her presence, so he knows that she's alive and she's well. He knows that the black card will be – his vision says the black card will be summoned in two days, and that's when they all make their move. That's when they can get Elise. Now we shift back to Elise's POV, and we learn that King is doing – Again, like I said, all these clippings he's giving her, he's doing all this to get rid of the gangs and violence. And specifically the gang violence, not necessarily gang on gang, but like gang on innocent people, the standbyers that are just there, crotting the crossfires. And this is why he justifies by by stealing um, the Faye's powers. And he says, oh, well, these Faye were beyond salvation. Like, no one could help them anyway. Like, it makes it any better when you kill massive people for their powers. At this point, you really have to wonder why he's going through all this extra effort to get to switch Elise to his side. Because the vampire he had previously, he kind of just dumped at the bottom of the tunnel of the well and let that person roam around in bloodlust. So we're like, okay, what's going on here? Who are you? We know it's someone at the school. So we definitely know that they've been interacting at some point. And that's why she feels so unsafe when she goes back to the academy in a little bit. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, what? What yeah, and what King needs is her blood. And I feel like he does he does all this to kind of win her to a side so she gives it willingly. And Elise realizes this is my time to try my big escape. I'll give you this blood. And as she gives him her vampire blood, she knocks over the chalice, goes flying, and he she tries to escape. And I think she gets pretty far. Like she can see sunlight and then she's trapped and caught again. So Elise is really trying to get out of there. 
at this point in the book, did you guys have suspicions about who you thought King was? Yes. Is it who you all thought it was? At this point, yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, at this point, do yeah. we want to just say it now? Sure. Or just wait for the big we'll just reveal. Wait. I okay, do okay. have it tri- typed dramatically in all caps in my notes <laughs> for the big reveal. So I was kind of – he was like w- – w- the person was one of many that I was kind of narrowing it down to and it was the one I did not want it to be mm-hmm. because it was going to hurt the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a weird theory and we can get into that later who I th- thought it was was in a weird – in a moment. Um, the principal, right? No. Okay, fine. We'll talk about it now. Great shine. <laughs> no. So I actually – I thought it was – we'll just say it. King is actually Titan, the professor from school, their potions professor who Elise forms um, a somewhat father-daughter relationship throughout their entire time. And that's why they do have really cute bonding moments and that's why it hurts so much when this is finally revealed because you're like – this man was like a father figure for her for – she didn't have one. And so he finally showed interest and showed up for her in a real par- parental way. And so when he comes out to be the bad guy that not only was killing other people but also sort of put her in harm's way a lot of the time too, that was a tough pill to take. But I was like, okay, it's either Titan or I'm like, maybe it's Gareth. Maybe Gareth oh. has faked his death and – or he killed King somehow. I thought that at one point. He was I trying kept... to like make a better world for them. Because he kept saying, yeah. he was like, I want to get out of Lester. I want to make it better. I want to get out for me and my mom. And maybe he thought he like fell victim to the cultness of it all. You could have been like very morally gray character where, you know, you take over yep. the ring of criminal activity to make it better. But that way it's not like the worst person doing it. I never thought it was Gareth, but I can see that. I definitely, I was pretty sure, I was like, I don't want it to be Titan, so it's going to end up being Titan. And you know why I kind of started leaning towards Titan is because he kept having all these very big relationship moments with her. Yeah. But there was no other plot development with his character, and I was like, oh, fuck, something's going to happen. There's going to be some big reveal around him. And then- when we were at this uh, cemetery later in the book, mm-hmm. like that entire scene, I'll never forget because I like emotionally latched onto it. And then you can see how distraught he was over losing his daughter mm-hmm. and how Elise becomes his daughter in his, his weird kind of way. And she even says she has her own daddy issues and that she feels that connection with him. And I was like, no, don't do it. And then I was thinking about how like King has been trying to get her to jump the ship from the King, the like, like the gang kings from the beginning because she mm-hmm. was always like be careful who you hang out with maybe you should find other friends he kept trying to push her away from them yep <sighs> that one hurt that one did hurt it was a deep cut but let's try to let's get back to elise getting out and we'll get more back into just good insights though i wonder if anyone else thought it was if everyone else thought it was titan maybe no i think i think i've seen people like post about gareth being really yeah Oh, okay. That makes me feel smarter then. <laughs> so the boys are plotting to get Elise out. And while they're doing this, again, it's the, the four boys. And they are the Scooby gang adventure. And so it's, there's a lot of funny moments between Leon and Ryder. Their banter is always top notch. And even if they don't want to admit how much they are bonding, as much as Ryder hates it, they are. There's a lot of talk about snake hats that Leon has bought Ryder. And 
the photos Leanna's taken for a scrapbook, and it's immediately funny to you know to see or he- read that Ryder's like, "What the hell? What scrapbook are you talking about?" And he's like, "Don't worry," and it's just. And Gabe pretends to be mad, but then when you look at the photos, he's like smirking in all the photos when they're supposed to be candidates. Every single one of them. And they go down to the black card hideout because Gabe is still a member at this point and being summoned down. So that's where they find out. They find that it's kind of hidden by the sea. And so they have to kind of go underwater to get into there. And this is where we run into our friend Carla, the frog lover, hater. I'm not quite oh, sure that? where she nets out on that. But uh, I thought it was – Torture? I thought it was funny that uh, Gabe – they run into her and, of course, you know, they end end her because she's preventing them from getting to Elise. Um, but I thought it was funny. Gabe says, this is partly for the frogs and mostly for my girl before he, he ends her <laughs> life. But I just love that he's avenging those frogs on her behalf. And he snaps her neck. Also, the amount of neck snapping they do – in this book, it felt like a particular – like, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it might be, like, like, Elise's, like, my girl likes it when I snap next, so I'm going to snap some I necks. don't know, but it seems like they do a lot. Like, it's just another Tuesday, just snaps another neck, you know? Just They all have a propensity for violence. They do. And, I, mean, they, and I like it. I'm not no. complaining. No, no, no. I'm just simply pointing out that there seems to be a lot. An observation. So they are able to escape with Elise, and they get out to the beach – and they take refuge in a beach shack where they all are reunited after several weeks away. And there is a lot, a lot of dirty, dirty hot sex in this part. All everyone's back together. Because she's a vampire and she's in bloodless, there's a lot of blood play in this one, this particular scene. Not mad about it. I'm not sure what that says about me, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I was like, do I like this? I, I guess I do. Yeah, I guess I'm I like, like this. You're like, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate, hate it. it. I was like, I'm not super in love with vampires, but that scene, I was like, okay, I could be into vampires now. That was a lot. Why are you so blasphemous? <laughs> it looked like she was like, you know when dogs like take their head to the side? Like that was Hilda like, what? <laughs> what? Did you just say you don't really? What? Who are I'm, you? I love vampires, but like my level of obsession will never be compared to yours. So I just notched down. Okay. Mm. You're a 10. She's like an 8. I was more like 100. Yeah, I was okay. about to say Hilda's like a, 10. a thousand. <laughs> and I'm just merely on a 1 to 10 scale. And oh, okay. Hilda is above and beyond. Above and beyond. Because she loves every vampire. Not every vampire. The majority of the hot ones you do. Most of them, yeah. This goes so, way back to like Buffy era. So. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. See, I never watched Buffy. I think this is why I'm like, meh. And I know you like That's spike. also blasphemy. I know. I know. Anyway, so that everyone gets back to Gabe's apartment and Leon never wants to be parted from anyone again and make sure they all get a tracking spell so the men and Elise can always find each other. But I love so much that in this moment, Leon makes it completely weird. And he'll say, can you feel my magic really deep? Can you feel that I'm reaching out to you all? Can you feel it burying yourself in you? Can He's you such feel a the bro. tip of it pushing it in? And everyone's like, Pff. What do they say? Like, for the star's sake or whatever they say. Like, stop By making it weird. Stars. By the stars. Stop making it weird. Yeah. Elise, at this point, we know when she was locked up. So they all have their tracking spells. They can not find each other. But Elise still has magic suppressant cups, cuffs on her hands. This which is so funny. <laughs> this part. 
Um, which, you know, King had put on her to prevent her from using her order powers. So Leon goes over to Darkmoor Penitentiary, as one would, and spins a tale about some weird sexcapade to get the guard to take them off. And it was just so funny how they played off each other to level up to see how uncomfortable this guard, like, their goal was to make it as uncomfortable as possible. So this guard was like, I I don't want to hear you talk anymore. Please, I'll just take the cuffs and go. Um, Because this is a highly outlawed piece of magic and not something they should just have about uh so it was really funny um while they're there they also meet with rory and they get a vow to take him out one day sad back at school things seem back to normal and the gangs have excuses for their whereabouts for the last few weeks which i imagine was at least a month i'm guessing i think it was a month yeah um obviously a very long time yeah i mean she was gone for at least two weeks before they got a lead i mean you know the couple days so you know by the time they had all their beach Sex uh-huh. in the shake, shake shack, the shack, beach shack. There we go. Wasn't it the, was it the, the shake shack? It could be shaken. Wasn't it the beach house that Leon had bought for Elise over Christmas? That's where he took them. Was it? I thought it was just like some shack they found nearby. I don't think um, it was actually an apartment that they basically rented on Airbnb. On Fabian oh. B. Fabian Um, Actually, I don't know if they rented, but I do remember him saying that, like, remember you told the, um, the owner of the apartment had saw Ryder and was like, your friend's really, really sad. Like, you should fix that. And he, like, basically ridiculed him about it. Yeah. It's like, I wasn't sad. I was there. You can keep stop going on about it. As he likes to do. As he um, likes to do. I think it was, like, a, a tower of apartments off of the beach. See, in my brain, I'm like, this is a, sh- a sea shack with Ward Woods. Like, there's just, there's just, like, one bed in there. That's what I – I mean, there I might thought. as well have been. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Anyway, so the gang all has excuses for why they're not at school, vacation, blackmail. Ryder and Dante use blackmail at Gershwin to make it okay. And it seems like everything's back to normal. They have class with Professor Titan, who we now know is up to no good. And he's suddenly yep, he worried about her. Elise's whereabouts. He saw her and he was like, oh my god, Elise, you're here. And he was acting like – he was acting overly concerned about her. And then he said – she was like shocked – and he said, oh, well, there were rumors that you didn't make it out of the the um, fight that broke out on a campus. And she was like, no, no. Um, you know, I, I was, was just, just on my, my – mate. Like my honeymoon, basically. And so I was like, red flag, red flag. But the way he does care makes her feel warm and fuzzy and she never had a father favor, which was like, oof, oof. The knife in my heart hurts. It hurts. Because they just keep bit. turning it. Um, Gabe gets a vision of an assailant coming to kill him since the black card kind of knows he's a traitor at this point. His spot was blown when they went to go rescue Elise and the gang gets together to take down this assailant and protect each other. But they need the stars tell Gabe that we need little Eugene Dipper to help in this mission. Um, I really enjoyed that. I love him. (laughs) I really enjoy that writer calls him Ratatouille. Yep. Because he is a Nemean rat. Um, it's really cute. Tiberian. Tiberian rat. Yeah, Nemean lion, Tiberian rat. And there's a little talk. Like they kind of pep talk each other up a little bit, which is really cute. And there's a throwaway line about Ryder not mastering his camouflage gifts that kind of comes into play yep. a little bit later. Huge moment. Huge small moment. Huge small moment, yes. Uh, A little while later, Dante and Ryder meet up and decide that they need to put the violence of their gangs behind them. They agree that they both wanted peace. Oh. Oh. 
just really quickly, we find out that Eugene and Bryce used to be best friends. Mm-hmm. They used to be best their buddies. First, their first semester now with Bryce not. turned out to be a piece of shit. You see, here's a Shocker. vampire I don't like. Mm-hmm. Don't like Bryce. And basically, he made a vow. He and Eugene made a vow that they would always hang out together, like on Friday night or something like that. And they ended up breaking the vow, and Eugene released Bryce from it. But Bryce never released Eugene from it. And that's why he's so why unlucky. Eugene has such bad luck. Seven years of um, bad luck if you break the vow. And, and he had a countdown written somewhere on his body. And so. Writer, writer was like, it. writer saw it. Writer was just like, wow, Bryce really is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Continue. And again, this is where we start to see writer's humility coming into play, where he can realize people I worked with are kind of assholes. I think we kind of already knew this about Bryce, but like this is just another notch, notch in the belt. Yeah, because before in the previous book, like he would look at Dante and all of his his gang members, which is also his family, and be like, why? How is it that they're actually friends? And that's also his leader and then he'd look at Bryce and be like are we friends like how come we never joke around like that so you kind of saw it previously and now it's kind of just like adding on to the fact that the gang life is not really where he wants to be and he's just a leader and he knows that they're going to turn on him either way mm-hmm. hint hint wink wink hint, hint. all things leading up to the big ending so a little while later, Ryder and Dante meet up and decide to put their violence of the gangs behind them. They agreed that they wanted peace and decided to split up the city. So they make a star vow and in doing so, change the fate of their gangs in Alestria for the better. They decide that we're over it. We're our both. We've lost lots of family members, lots of, I mean, they're both their dads, lots of other family members and friends, and they don't want to continue down this path. And they decide they need to tell their gangs together but separately. Um, on the way to the Rusty Nail to go tell his his team, his team, his gang, Ryder sees a super rare ghost hound being tormented by a blazer. He frees it, and this ghost hound just walks in through a wall, as one does, into the Rusty Nail. And Ryder's like, this is so weird. Like, why are you here? Ryder follows it inside and ultimately gives his message of peace to the Brotherhood, um, all while the ghost hound is kind of sitting up in the rafters watching over everything so Ryder gives his message of peace to everyone and you know there's mixed signals on that i'd say there are a lot of people that are in favor and a bunch of relief when he finally gives this news but there's a lot of people who have lost people that haven't avenged them yet fully and they're pissed scarlet tide is one of them and she looks like she's about to burst with anger but because she's second in command she ultimately accepts what Ryder says as he's leaving you know, the mission to peace, everyone's kind of feeling okay about it. Weird, change, what are we going to do? Uh, as he's leaving, Ryder is jumped by fucking Bryce. And Cindy Lou. Cindy and Pooh C- just needs to fuck off. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. She can fuck right off. Ryder is jumped by Bryce. And even the ghost hound comes back out and gives a big bite to uh, Bryce to get him to stop. But Ryder is – and he fought them off to the best of his ability, but he's clearly outnumbered. Um, I believe he, it's like it's, four people and he's very mm-hmm. in yeah, rough shape. Gang members plus Cindy Poo and they power share to take yeah. – like jump him basically. They're so fucking unfey. Yeah. Shits. Uh, now, at the same time this is happening, you know, Ryder's fighting for his life over here. And Gabe, Leon, and Elise are at the knight's house because, as Leon says, it's time for him to meet the in-laws. 
And everyone fawns over Gabe. The moms are so impressed. And I, I don't know why this stuck with me, but they are very impressed that Ryder is six foot six. Or not fake, not Ryder. Gabe is six foot six. And I don't know why, but I did not pack picture our man's that tall. I oh, I did. All that of tall? these men are tall. really tall. And buff. But like and tattooed. Six foot six is tall. Six yeah. foot six is really tall. And I, I imagine Elise is like a short petite girl, like five four at the most. Yeah, I'm just like I mean, she could be five seven and be petite next to six six. You know what I meant to do? I wanted to look up and see if someone had all the stats for all the other men. Like, is Gabe the tallest of them? I think so. No wonder they call him Big Bird. He's Dar- huge. <laughs> Darius is also like six six. Yeah, okay, it's one Dodge of those has things. Gotta be up there too because he's a dragon. Yeah. Oh, okay, this really, this really floored me. I'm like six foot six. That's very tall. I guess we're doing homework. If we find out, we'll post it to the Instagram account. <laughs> Maybe no one else is floored was- but me. Okay, not to go on a tangent. Somebody posted a like example of the Akatar men. I saw it and yep. women. So like six six five seven something like that. Oh, I want this visual. Um, I need that I of the uh, like the ZA world. Continue, and I'll okay. tag you. Okay, thank you. What's funny too during this this encounter is Leon's dad is insanely proud, and he gives him the a proud a pride to be proud of book because he realizes that Leon is building his pride, and although Leon is kind of a lioness in his own way, Elise is the main keeper of the pride. But he was like, as someone who's familiar with prides, I know how to keep the ship rolling, keep everyone happy. So he has his book that he. Brings up a couple times throughout the the rest of the book on and how to utilizes, keep them in. Yeah. yeah, to keep them satisfied, keep, keep them satisfied, keep them happy. So his dad points out to Ga to Gabe that Elise and him haven't made made it the harpy way, and no one knows what that is. And when they ask about it, Gabe just says, "I just uh, I gotta present you with the branch." <laughs> now. Meanwhile, Leon's way of mating with her was physically dominating her sexually. And Gabe's like, I just, I got to give you a branch. I had to find the best branch that I could find to present Mm -hmm. it to my mate. And so he's like, that's not cool at all. So Elise is like, hey, I'm going to go find you a branch instead. Or you can dom me. We're going to see how this game goes. Yeah, he's like, I got to build you the perfect nest. And this is what harpies do because they like nests. And so they go off in a fun game of I'll find the best branch first. And in the middle of that, Gabe gets a vision, but he can't quite make it out because, of course, I'll get the best branch first turns into like sexy, sexy time. And so his brain is preoccupied doing this. And really, poor writer's like, I'm dying. Hello. (laughs) And... It's hard to enjoy that scene because I'm like, uh, someone please go help Ryder. So Jante's with his family doing his gang celebrations and is telling his family a piece and everyone is celebrating. They're elated. Um, in the middle of that celebration, Cindy Lou appears. This, this bitch. Piece of work. And she comes over because remember, she's obsessed with the dragons. She's especially accepted with Dante. And she tells him that she's captured Ryder and will kill him. To make up for all the weird shit she did with his shrine. Like she presents this off as, this is a good thing. I did this. We're going to be totally normal after this. I did this for you, Dante. Don't you understand? This is for us. Yes. This stops Dante dead in his tracks. And he's like, you're fucking crazy before. You're extra fucking crazy now. He flies over and uses the electric 
uh, lightning powers to zap everyone holding Ryder. This giving Ryder the distraction he needs to free himself and he flies off. But not before Ryder snaps uh, Bryce's limbs. Directly after this, both Ryder and Dante are pulled into a divine moment. The stars have tested them and said, it is time for you to end your hateful ways since they have both helped each other and ended gang violence. And they go from being astral adversaries to astral allies. And in the middle of their... Nebula allies. (laughs) Nebula allies. Nebula allies. Astral adversaries, nebula allies. Astral allies. (laughs) Should have just rolled with that. And in doing so, they kind of get this like infinity tattoo on their hands to symbolize that they are those allies. Nebula allies. Nebula allies. So they finish their scene. They're like, wow, this is crazy. They're kind of both floored that that just happened. And they went in from the middle, being like enemies to besties in that moment. And they can feel lickety it. split. Lickety split. They feel this weight lifted off. They're like, I just want to hang out with you. Much like an Elysian mate, we're like, I just want to have sex with you. They're like, I just want to hang out with you all the time. We're best friends now. What I find weird is that Elise is in the middle of a double penetration scene in the woods <laughs> with. Poor game. Literally. With game, game. is like telling her all these things. So they're like not mating, but actually mating. <laughs> and she just and she's takes just like, off. whoop, gotta go. <laughs> and she is called off to have a divine moment with Ryder and Dante. Now, because. Yay, but also sad game. I know. So because they have put aside their differences, Ryder and Dante can now be mated uh, fully to Elise. Now, if you're keeping track at home, this now means Leon, Ryder, and Dante are all mated to her. And who's the odd man out? Gabe. Gabe. And I love that Leon was giving him little pep talks like, no, like, your dirty talk was, like, good. I was even feeling that. And what? <laughs> was trying to distract him to the fact that, like, Again, Elise took off and Ryder or Gabe can see the visions of them fucking and he doesn't know that they're mated yet. And she's like, she just left us to go, like, fuck them. What the hell is going on? Uh, yeah, and he's like, did I have a bad performance? And that's where uh, Lionel, Lionel? Jesus. That's where Leon <laughs> is like, no, dude, you were great, which I love. So he finds out that he's the only one left, and the stars guide him to his BFF yes, buddy. Oh, Ryan. Now, what, what oh, transpires perks up just now. This, What transpires during this? Let me just break it down for you real quick, and then we'll get into thoughts and feelings. <clears throat> So Gabe comes over during his time of need and he's seeking solace with Orion. And Orion's like, hey, man, come up to my room. Let's grab some snacks. Here's some power bars that are hanging out. So Ryder's like, I'm not Ryder. Gabe is like, all right, fine. Pops a few in his mouth. He's like, oh, shit. These are delicious. He's like, it's not in there. This is good. But also I'm eating my feelings. So he's just like shoveling it into his mouth. He's, He's eating his feelings. And he's like, that's weird. Duh, do these power bars supposed to make like your dick tingle? And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm just getting real tingly from these. And what happens? I, I don't know how best to say it. It's just his his dick explodes. It swells up. And I'm not talking about swollen, like, ooh, swollen. I'm talking like it, it's Magnified. Yeah. It's the size of a bed. It's about to poke a hole in the roof of, of Orion. And it's not just his dick. It's also his ball. So he's like yeah. carrying around this extra heavy weight and, and he has to like rest it on it slapped <laughs> it slapped poor lance in the face slaps his lance goes face. to try to help him and his dick just like dick slaps him and the entire time gabe is freaking out he's like what are you doing stop 
why is this doing this? Who gave you these power bars? And Orion's like, I, I don't know. My friend Francesca gave them to me. I'll go over there and get her. And he's like, don't go over there and get her. My dick is out for everyone to see. And he's trying to like cover with a blanket, but it keeps just falling off because it's so big. And then he's like, uh, my dick's about to go through the roof. And Lance is like, you're not going to want to do that because it's an entire common room up there and everyone's going to see your dick. So he tries to like shuffle it backwards. So it's funny. a great scene. It's a great scene. It's a great scene. And the, the takeaway is we found out that something was poisoned, not intentionally. Lance after- hooked up with a uh-huh. Intentionally, yeah. No, Lance hooked up with a girl and he had no intention of calling her back. And he told her, we're just hooking up. Um, And so she got mad. And so she hexed, poisoned, mm-hmm. whatever, the whatever, the power things, power balls, power bars. And yeah, so once it again, it would if it was just one, but gave eight, then t- basically the entire box. So, was like, how much did you eat? Uh, a lot. The moral of the story is don't ever take food from Lance. And Gabe is always the victim in these, these pranks that are directed towards Oreo. I know. It's, it's very funny to read. Highly recommend you come to this point. I wish I, I meant to write down the percentage just so like if you want to skip ahead to find it, you could. Well, back at the gang with the rest of the boys, they are trying to get Gabe back. They all feel lost without him. They're all really sad. And they realize uh, he he's meant to be here. At least he's like, he's, he's here with me just like any of you are. And they end up power sharing because, again, Harpy's mate by having a branch. They end up power sharing with Ryder who has an earth element and ends up making the perfect petrified stick that has elements of all of them in there. It's and so it's, cute. It's so cute. And again, Ryder really like shows that he's cared and he's listened to things everyone says, even though he's like, fuck you, Dante. Fuck you, Leon. Fuck you, Mufasa. Like the fuck things they Mufasa. say to him, he's resonating and keeping in because it shows up later in like, especially in this tree. He's like, oh, I took this a little bit of this because of this person mentioned a little bit of that because that person mentioned it. So the bromance continues and so does the sexy time. So much sexy time in this book. So much. Um, It's important to note that during this time period, Dante ends up handing over ownership papers to Lise of the Sparkling Uranus. Now, as you remember in the last book, she was almost human trafficked by uh, old Sal and Dante kind of whisked her away and did something secret on the side and that we're finding out now what that was. And he bought her the ownership papers to Sparkling Uranus. So now that that is her club, he's like, I'll manage it. I will own it if you want. You don't have to touch it, but that's yours to do with whatever you want. Right. So this day that he tells her is actually the day that Garrett is Garrett's birthday. And mm-hmm. so she was feeling all moody and she wanted to run away. And he went and found her and was like, hey, like, come with me to the same uh, cemetery. And then she finds out that all of the boys pitched in to get a plot for her brother there. Is it a plot? Is that what they call people in the cemetery? Yeah. It, yeah. So he bought a plot for her in the fancy Fay cemetery that they wouldn't and have they been able to the afford before. And stuff like that. So she, mm-hmm. she finds out at the same time that he basically gave – is giving over the rights to the sparkling Uranus and that she doesn't have to decide right now what she wants to do with it. He's just going to continue to manage it for her. So basically she just finds out she's set for life because it's bringing in a huge amount of income mm-hmm. um, because that place like ranks in revenue and with all the stripping and things that are happening there. Mm-hmm. 
And it was one of the things that Gareth was always so concerned about. And Dante brings it up at this time because the sparkling Uranus is the main reason that he went off on this adventure because of old Sal. And he was going after the money to save her from having to strip there. And even though that place, they grew up around it, it should have been a sanctuary. It was actually like a major shithole. And the owner was a shithole and they were just using them. So now they know, but he was just trying to turn it around for her. It was very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. It was very sweet. And when they are at the cemetery kind of giving or the plot burying uh, Gabe's ashes, Gabe, Gareth. Gabe, <laughs> Gareth's ashes, we run into Titan who was there visiting a family he lost. They have a heartwarming conversation about grief and it's very clear that they have a father-daughter bond forming. Which, again, makes it so much harder at the end when we find out who he really is. Confirmed. Back with the rest of the boys, our favorite fuckboy, Lionel, calls Dante and issues a demand for him to come impregnate his niece, Juniper, because he wants storm dragons in his bloodline. So gross of him to even demand this. Now, remember, he's kind of holding this over Dante for like, why the hell would he do this? He's holding it over Dante because they stole from him a while back. That's why Rory's imprisoned. And he knows that Rosalie was part of it, but he agrees to give Rory a lighter sentence and not to go after anyone of the anyone else from the Ascora clan, especially Rosalie. So Dante feels like I, I I have to protect them, so I will go in there and do what he needs to do. But he's horrified. Now he's mated. He's mated, and he's horrified the fact that I have to go have sex with someone else. Like I can't do it. And so Gabe has a vision. And he sees a way through this and he says, the only way we can get through this is if we come clean with the Elysian mate status and say, you know, again, to backtrack, only line, only Leon and Elise are fully registered publicly. So another Elysian mate is unheard of, let alone three total. And so they're just going to bank on the fact that he's going to see the silver rings in both their eyes and not question how much silver is in Elise's eyes. But um, Right, and they have a good excuse as to why they haven't registered because they're both gang leaders. And at this time, because they're going through the peace treaty deals for the city, that it would just add more drama and people start questioning the true intentions and stuff like that. So Lionel right. takes it. He's like, yeah, all right, so cool. Lionel, yeah, Lionel says – I still says, want babies. Yeah, he'll say, fine, fine. You don't have to have sex with her, but I still want babies. And Gabe, of course, sees all this and says, well, we need to get a sample. I know who we can get a sample from. And – It's the Kiplings. And I will say this part was – well, what the Kipling part was weird. But when you're reading this, I was like, family is everything to Dante. So before they realized we need a sample, I was like, oh, my God, this poor man. He's going to have to have babies that someone he doesn't love. But then, like, those are his first babies and he values family so much. Like, I was really going through it in the feels about this situation. But Gabe says, you know what? We got to pass. We're going to go to our friends the Kiplings and we're going to get a semen sample and we're going to say – this is my dragon sperm. Now, how they go about getting this is something. So you re- It's seedy. <laughs> you remember how <laughs> Middle you Kipling- just did it. You just did it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> you remember oh. how uh, Middle Kipling's got a thing for Victoria's sponges. So what's funny is when they go and make this request, they are not met with shock or weirdness. It's completely transactional completely robotic and they're like okay yeah one of us can give you a sample no problem they kind of look around like it's you middle kipling he goes to get a cake and he goes to get someone's birthday cake that was sitting in the kitchen and comes back and fucks it in front of all of them in front of all of them (laughs) 
<laughs> while the other two Kiplings are like reading from a book, like, did you know that blah, 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 blah? And like, did you know the blah, blah? And they're going back in facts while he's pumping into this cake, which is. Elise and Dante are staring at him like. I don't know if I should leave or just stay. And it's Don, funny. this is the first time Dante finds out. Yes. And Elise is like, this is the second time I've seen this. And it's just as horrifying as the first. And it's really funny because Dante is really torn up about this. He's like, I don't <laughs> know if I can ever enjoy cakes again. And I really enjoy cakes. And he, it's just, it's very He's funny. Like, I, especially my mom's cake. And she makes the best blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't think I'll ever be able. And she's like trying to console him. Like, maybe in a couple years we'll be fine. He goes, never. Never. It'll never be fine. Uh, what I did like about this, because I was a little also weirded out, but I'm like, you're just going to give this semen sample and like, that's it. But they said, let us know who this is going to so we can make sure that there's money put aside for this kid, whoever it may be. Yeah, and they uh, want to keep track of them, which I thought was semi-noble considering they're just – I agreed. I agreed. Those um, Kipling boys are weird. Those Kipling boys are weird boys. And I saw uh, – you know, there's always fan casts going about, and I always pictured them, and I'm glad someone else put it – put it in there as like the Weasley brothers, but like there's three of them instead of two of them. But like the two twins, friend George, like those are my kiplings. I've seen people see that. I saw someone post on the page the other day that there's fan art of the Bat Boys and they're like, someone took that fan art and put it in as the, the kiplings. Sisters, and I was like, like, this is who I picture as the Twisted Sisters. And I was like, you guys woke up and chose by I today. saw you comment that because I was like, what? Why would they do this? I, I picture them as like a smaller John Cena. Like all three of them look alike. A smaller John Cena's? They're just like a tad bit thinner than John Cena. But they're still buff. Apparently they're like – they're almost identical even though they're all three different ages. And they're not ugly. They're just fucking weird as shit. See, I thought they were a little – a little On the lanky bit- side? Yeah. yeah. I thought they were like Jesse Eisenberg or something. Yeah, like a little bit awkward. No, they are. That's why I think like John Cena was super awkward and a tad bit thinner. But John Cena, like the wrestler? I know. I'm not seeing it. I I don't know why, but that's – his face is always the face I picture as the Kiplings. Interesting. And I just picture redhead. I don't know why. I don't know if it's ever described, but I'm like, they are redheads. Maybe it's fan art influencing me. I'm not sure. So they go back to deliver the semen sample. It's important to note that they run into Clara, who is already calling him daddy. Oh, throw up in my mouth. Barf, barf. If Uh, you like calling people daddy, that's like totally fine. But the fact that it's Lionel, that's the barf part. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to shame your kink or whatever. Yuck, (laughs) yuck your yum. Yeah, and it's just weird knowing that we know of her when she's Shadow Clara. Um, But I do really enjoy how uncomfortable that they were going to make Lionel feel why they got the the fake quote unquote sample live from Dante when they were just going to be like, we're going to be loud as hell as as possible. Sorry, Um, that was a joke turned on to a bang fest. And then the semen had cake crumbs in it. Yeah, I saw that was so funny. He's like, I'm not getting it out. And they're like, you get it out. I'm like, I'm not getting it out. So they leave it. And just we're not going to ask questions about it. Gabriel gets a vision somewhat a little time after this on how they can get more information about King. And it involves going to the facility where the vampire they found in the caves. They sneak in and Ryder uses his basilisk gifts to help him free his mind. Of course, King has messed with his memory, so they can't see who King is. But they are able to find out who this mystery vampire is. And they find out that he is Marlo Altair. Of the Celestial Council, Counselor Altairs, and Elise's father. So that was an important message we got Boom, there. boom, boom. The FIB catch them uh, when they were with Marlo and they're taken away. And Melinda visits to confirm 
through a blood test and an honesty potion that she is indeed an Altair. And this kind of alters Lisa's life for the better a little bit, or it gives her a certain notability and it definitely explains why she is so powerful. Um, <laughs> a little while later, in the quest to go get more information about King and specifically Ryder's traitor, Gabe takes the boys to go meet Bill, who is Gabe's father figure. Leon steals all his things. It's funny. He tries to call him Dadsy. Bill does not like this. But Ryder, Gabe gets another vision of Ryder being dragged to the street and killed. And he keeps seeing this happen over and over again. No matter what his vision is throughout the time period, it stays the same. The outcome stays the same. Ryder dies. Bill ends up confirming through his contacts that the traitor is Scarlet. And she was the one that intercepted the letter from Dante and did not deliver it to Ryder with the news of peace. So with... The news they have from Bill. News breaks almost immediately after about after that about the Elysian mate status, and it comes out from Melinda, who had just met with Elise, and it comes out to the fact that when Elise Melinda gave Elise an uh, honesty potion, she came clean about her other Elysian mates, and now Melinda has leaked this to the press because she thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Immediately, Ryder knows this is not going to go over with the gang, and so they go back. Uh, to the rusty nail and Gabe this entire time is swatting off visions left and right and swatting off death threats. He sees him Ryder walking through the door and immediately getting killed. A hundred ways Ryder dies and he fights off each one. It's intense to read because you don't really know what's happening and what's a vision. And so it keeps going like, oh, well, that could have happened, but then I stopped it. And then some other gruesome death happens. He's like, well, well, that could have happened, but I stopped it. They end up taking Ryder back to the Escoro clan to get him away from the gang because it's not hot. it's not a good time for him to be there yet. Um, and there's some heartwarming bonding between Rosalie and Dante's mom. They start to accept him. Dante's mom specifically because her husband died at the hands of the Lunar Brotherhood. She brings him in and makes him food. And Rosalie ends up being tattooed by Ryder because they bond over their shared trauma between Ryder's trauma with Mariella and Rosalie's trauma with Felix. Um, just going to go ahead and say Aunt Lucida. Makes a cut, makes an appearance, and I just love her chaotic energy with her dinghy stick that she brings. <laughs> the dinghy stick and the mind warts, and she's convinced that like she's like, "Hello, sprite, you come back to claim me." And Ryder's like, "I'm not what." You're like eighty. So what happens next? I'm going to say is a bunch of heartwarming and hijinks <laughs> that happens throughout for the next couple of chapters. There's heartwarming conversations with all the men as they start to live a little bit deeper, meaningful, more relationships hijinks because they're all pranking each other and getting into things she meets with her dad again heartwarming the boys do a tiny snake photo shoot hijinks and there's more meeting with titan who is really cementing himself as a father figure they realize that they need orion's help again to help with the magic memoriam is that what it is magic memoriam eminem book and they need to enlist orion's help because he does dabble in the dark arts not dark arts dark magic (laughs) Dark arts of this world. Um, and in doing so, they crack a code that gives them a potion that they need to defeat King and drain him of all the magic they've stolen. Um, it's very clear that Elise will need to be the one who physically drains him, all that power that he has, and she needs to release it before she's killed. When the Black Heart summons everyone to strike, Gabe sees it as their time to strike. Ryder uh, conceals their appearances, and they have to take a little hit of Killblaze to get past the wards. 
Now, this part was really funny because they're high on kill blades. They're putting rocks in their pants for some reason. There's a lot of cock rock talk. I'm not quite sure. It was funny to read. She right, says cock just- rock and does not even laugh. She just moves on. Just cock rocks. Like, because when they come off and Ryder uses anti venom, they're like, by the stars, I have a lot of rocks in my boxers. And like, they just <laughs> don't remember why that happened. And it was just funny. So Ryder uses their anti- anti-venom to sober them up. When they get to the main room where Ryder – where King decrees that tonight is the final night and that he will become the king of Elestria after draining their final victims. As he preps for the night sacrifices, the gang starts chanting the spell they learned from the Eminem book and all hell breaks loose. They're finally weakening King and, again, they're fighting off the Black Card members left and right because now King has set them – on to them, but they're they're draining him as they do it. And Dante's badly injured. Things are not looking group good for the Scooby Scooby gang. And you know who comes to save them? Who comes to save them? You freaking Gene, who followed them in there, our little mighty Tiberian Tiberian rat. Yes, Tiberian, Tiberian rat. Yep. <laughs> a little mighty Tiberian rat follows them in there and helps save them. Now, towards the end, after he's finally drained, concealment spells finally fall around King after all the magic they put into him. And everyone gasps in horror as who it could be. And it's none other. I mean, we already know this, but they didn't know it at the time. And it's Professor Titan. Professor Titan ends up getting away and uses their shock and disbelief to escape. But they are shocked and Elise is shattered. Because of what they just found out around Titan, there brings more questions into thinking is Gareth actually still alive? And maybe he's actually hiding from King Titan. Maybe he snuffed around and found out too much information. So they go to see Bill Dadsy to get more information on this. There's a lot of heartwarming things that happen in the background with Elise and her father texting and bonding over Pitball, um, which I think is really sweet because she's generally shocked that he's so interested in all her plays. Back at school, Titan is called away, quote unquote, from a family emergency, and he's not back at school. We know because he was leading the black card and he's disappeared. You know, the school is none the wiser. Everything seems back to normal. You've got pitball games, tutoring, sexy times that turn into tutoring or tutoring that turns into sexy times. Then Gabe gets a lead on her brother and they think we've got a hit. Bill's found a hit after doing his PI work on an identity that someone is using Gareth's identity. We go to meet at a bar and that's where we meet meet with someone who is not in fact Gareth, but someone who found his stuff, stole it, and has been using his fake identity ever since. So it's not looking good on the Gareth faked his own death front. The next day, Gabe gets sucked, keeps getting sucked into visions of Ryder's death and warns him again about the Lunar Brotherhood. All this entire time, Gabe has been seeing Ryder's death play out, but now he knows it's imminent. It is going to happen right now. He does not see a way that he can change this fate. And it's a really sweet moment where Ryder says like, I trust you. You're going to do everything you can to protect me. And if you can't, you know, it's because... You was not meant to be. You did everything you could. There's nothing else that could be done. It's just my time. And he reveals he's got tattoos for everyone in the, the harem, which is really sweet. He's labeled by like my duty, my mercy, my hope, and even has one for Gareth. And I just thought that was really cute. I, I was in love with this guy before and this made me just fall deeper into the hole. What really got me about this, this scene and what's coming up next is how resigned writer feels to his fate. He's like, I've had a good I, – I wish I had more time with Belize, but I've had a good time. And Gabe, there's nothing you can do. Like, you've done everything you can do. If the fates say it's time to go, it's time to go. And this panics Gabe because like, I don't want to lose you either. You're like my little best friend. Like, I can't lose you. So they make their way to Luna Territory where they met with the traitor Scarlet Tide. 
Obviously, a huge fight breaks out. It's really hard to tell what's happening in this scene. This is another one of the scenes where Gabe is constantly swatting out visions. And you're seeing what is going to come to pass unless Gabe swats it away. And then, you know, Ryder lives to tell another day. His team burned the tattoo from his body and... Scarlet vows to give him the most pain he's ever felt. Ryder begins to think this is really the end. And before they had left, we're backing it up. So that ends there. Now, before these two left and they're in the locker room of the pitball match talking about, I'm going to do everything I can to save you. Leon overhears them talking about this. And also, this is just a funny side part. Leon tried to drug himself to make him feel like he was dead in return for hijinks. So there's this whole lisp thing that's happening. It's really funny. And because of his whole I've been drugged list thing, he tries to go warn the gang. And it felt to me very much like a like a Lassie moment. Like Lassie's coming. You're like, who is falling down the well? And he's like, burp, burp. And he can't really speak. And they're like, who's in danger, Lassie? But it's it's Leon because he can't speak. And he's like, Thabe. Thabe and Cider. And he's trying to tell them like with his lisp, like <laughs> everyone's in danger. So they fly off and immediately go to rescue their men. Dante unleashes Storm Dragon Lightning everywhere, and Scarlet has a powerful shield um, kind of protecting this whole public execution area where they're holding everything. And they're throwing all their power they can at that shield, which causes the building to fall down on top of everyone. For The boys are and Elise are frantically searching the signs of rubble for Gabe and Ryder. And while they're doing it, they see Ryder being hauled from the wreckage by Scarlet. He's bloody, he's weak, and it is not looking good. The Lunars tie him down. Scarlet cuts out his tongue and then stabs him repeatedly with his head. Elise uh, stabs him repeatedly in the gut and then ultimately cuts off his head for everyone to see. It is devastating to read these in the POVs where everyone is seeing this happen. Now Elise chases after Scarlet and she's like, I'm going to fucking get you, you dirty little bitch. And she corners him in an alley. She stabs her in fury. And as she's stabbing her about to end her life, she sees it's not actually Scarlet. It was Ryder. So here's what really happened. Because reading this was like uh, uh, peaks and valleys, highs and lows with this. Because I was like, oh, God, Ryder, no. What happened is when that building collapsed, that was something spontaneous and not something Gabriel could see. So that's – he couldn't see that future happening. It was not predictable. And now that altered the course of the fate. So in that moment, he was able to have – perform a protective shield around Ryder. He took the, the, the brunt of the hit of the building collapsing to give Ryder the chance to get to Scarlet to beat the crap out of her and use his basilisk camouflage gifts, gifts – now, remember, Eugene had told him he should master this, so it's coming back into play. He uses his camouflage gifts and switches appearances. So he now looks like Scarlet, and Scarlet now looks like him. And so his first order of business when he drags her from the – I'm going to say he – invert them now so you understand what's happening. He drags Scarlet, who everyone looks thinks looks like Ryder, and cuts off her tongue immediately because she he didn't want her to start talking because then the whole gig would be up. And he ends up killing her to protect himself. So they reunite. Elise finally understands how this happened, how she survived. And Ryder tells Ethan Shadowbrook that it's time for Ryder Draconis to disappear. He has died. Everyone saw him die out there. I cannot be around anymore. And now Ethan is the head of the Brotherhood. They also make it seem like Scarlet has died because they switched bodies. They had to find another body to make it look like she was killed in the brawl that ensued when Ethan and gang came to save and avenge Ryder. And Ryder announces he now goes by his new name, Carson. Carson? Carson, who is 
covered in Disney tattoos. Covered in Disney tattoos. Out of all the names for them to pick, right? Carson was so odd. Right? But I it, thought that was an odd choice. It fits the Disney character tattoo man, lion that he becomes. Uh, it does. It's just weird. Now, if you remember but also, from- I'll go ahead. Oh, okay. No, you were going. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you do it. You do it. You do it. Now, you'll remember Carson, who makes appearance in the, Z- the Zodiac Academy books and entices Xavier to play a prank on Gabriel and ends up tattooing. He's around the burrows. He's with the gang. Everyone knows him as Carson, but no one knows he's the super powerful basilisk Ryder Draconis because everyone has to believe Ryder died. Now, you're probably thinking, this must be the end of the book right there. It is not. It yeah. is not. We've got a little bit left. So after this, they have a lot of, we all made it out alive sex together, which is a lot of pages to read through. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. What one does. I, of course. Um, but King is back on his bullshit and has locked down the city. And now everyone knows... King now knows it wasn't just Gabriel. It was everyone who was involved. And he has all his block card members hunting for them. Gabe sees a vision of where they should go to get after him. And so they make another potion and go attack him during a a block card meeting. They begin the chant. The fight breaks out again. And they are, again, weakening his power. Titan reveals that he did kill Gare Bear for sniffing around too much. So we get confirmation that Gare Bear is, in fact, dead. Elise ends up draining after all of his potion the potion has worked and taking all of his power away um elisa ends up draining him dry and then snapping his neck again a lot of snapping of necks but while she does this and doing so she also steals all the powers from his body and everyone he's killed in the past now she was supposed to release it right away but in her grief and knowing what happened to gareth she let it in and as gabriel has seen the stars tell her tell him that her death is now near because of it the power calls to her and he asks her to take vengeance on people who did horrible things. Gabe tries to go stop her and she attacks him and drinking him nearly all the way dry by, while he is proclaiming his love for her. While he's feeding from her, Elise gets tugged into one of King's memories about her brother. How King suspected that Gareth stole the book. Gareth admitted it and Titan overdosed him on Killblaze. So this is the final confirmation that we now know of what fully happened to Gareth. Gabe is in the veil between life and death, and the stars start to tell him the future needs him. He hears a voice who I assume, and we all assume, is Marisa, and the stars tell him how much he's needed and he must go back. They say, beware of the Lord and Shadow and seek the twin flames. The Lord of Shadow and seek the twin flames. We know who the twin flames are, and we can only assume who the Lord of Shadow is. As he comes back and is saved by Elise, he gets another vision that Elise can end Lionel right now and avoid all the terrible fates that we see happen in Zodiac Academy if she unleashes her power at them at this exact moment. But as the fates and the stars would have it, while she should be doing that to end all the fates or end what the possible fate could be, in the middle of this, they finally have their divine moment. Now Gabe is officially part of the Elise clan. It's a sweet moment. It's nice to see them claim each other, but at the same time, you're like, uh, you got work to do and you got to release this power. Like, we got things we got to do. So they don't really have a time for their little honeymoon stage, but we know Elise will still die if she doesn't release all her magic. She tries to 
release some of it and ends up making a portal through the veil and as she's about to die she sees gareth they reunite and he tells her she needs to go back she and through the conversations they have she finally gets a closer she need closure she needs she releases all her power and finally we're done with the titan chapter of all that they go back to school and Ryder assumes his new identity carson and of course it's covered in disney tattoos now that's where that ends and then we have our nine, eight prologues later. We'll sum them up pretty quickly. They're really cute. And it does tell the story of how this team progresses. So one month after the events that just happened with Titan, they throw Gabe a faded, mated, and elated party, which I think is real cute because everyone's just so happy to have Gabe back in the crew. Nine months after that, there is a big pitball game and – Leon and Elise are going back and forth. She's got her new dad, Marlo, to come cheer her on. Um, And it's revealed that there is some major league pitball game folks there looking for new talent. And Leon and Elise get selected to try out for the big lead. Now, three years after that, it's their wedding day. All of them are getting married. And it's really cute to see... Dante's mom fussing with everyone to get everyone ready. Um, It's also cute to see Elise's mom comes over before she walks down the aisle and gives her her lucky stripper shoes. She says, I always made my best tips in these and I think they'd bring you good luck. Uh, Elise takes them and says she'll never forget where she came from. And her dad ends up walking her down the aisle. I just loved that moment of closure for them. Like they have like a somewhat, her mom apologizes like, I'm sorry I wasn't the best, but I know I could have been better, but that's the best I could do. And it's sweet to see them have this kind of moment. It is. I agree with that. Now, two months after the wedding, Gabe surprises everyone with the nest that he built for his family. Now, it's not a nest. It's like an epic It's a mansion. Yes, that he built for all of them. And they are all of them. Dante, Carson slash Ryder, Leon, floored that he made this for them. And it's very exciting. Now, several months later from that, Orion calls Gabe and says, we have an opening. I'd love you to be a teacher at Zodiac Academy, and he accepts. Shortly after that, almost immediately after that call, he goes outside and he sees a shimmer tarot card with a cryptic message from Fallout Star. The stars tell him this path will help him find his origin story. So we already know how that plays out through Zodiac Academy. Three years after that, <laughs> this is the Elise and Labor. So, Elise is in labor. Now, the way they read it, and I'm going to explain this one out because I thought it was hilarious, is that you hear labor screams and midwife is saying, push, push. Elise is saying, God, why is it so hot in here? And the men are horrified. Like, oh, my God. Look at her poor vagina. R.I.P. It'll never be the same. I can't look away. This is terrifying. And the entire time you're made to think they're talking about Elise. But they are actually just watching a video of mortals giving birth. And Elise is like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, like these mortals, like why would they do this? This is terrible. And uh, she does have a couple contractions. She's like, oh, man, these things really twinge when they start to get going. Apparently, Faye have like a magical surgical blade that we can just cut the baby out, take it out, and then, you know, heal your magic back up, which sounds a much faster birth experience than I had. Right. Also, just baffling that, you know, these Faye can have that, but poor Feyre could not have that. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive because Feyre, it was not your time. Mm-mm. 
uh, Leon, after much arguing, gets to cut the baby out. That's his decision. And I think it's funny that he cut the baby out while singing the circle of life from The Lion King. And that's how little baby RJ was born. Their second baby. 16. Ruby- Wait, no, this was RJ. the boy. This is the girl. Oh, no, it was the boy first. Yeah, the boy first, right. But this one yes. is Luca. Or the boy is Luca. This one was RJ. Anywho, 16 years after that, uh, Gabe gets a vision that it's the day that they're um, – I know. Hello, baby. I was like, hi, Nico. Why are you not sleeping? Um, But uh, Gabe gets a vision that is the day that their son emerges, uh, is awakened, or gets his order forms. Um, it's also the day that RJ – is about to lose her V-card to someone else with another familiar name. So we know Tyler Corbin. This was another kid whose name I'm forgetting with the last name Corbin. So we believe it's somewhat related to them. I don't think they're related. No? I don't think so. I did. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if the timelines work out on that actually, but. Uh, Luca is emerged into a Mongolian bear. So you believe what he is? Or a Mon... Mondrian bear. Mondrian. Okay, so I call him a Mongolian bear. <laughs> I don't know why, but he turns into a bear shifter. Now, it's funny to me, and in that specific POV, the 16 years after, is where we really understand what the roles everyone's been playing. Uh, Gabe is the professor at Zodiac Academy. Leon is a star in Pitball Team. And Dante is leading his family through prosperity and wines. And who's the house mom cleaning up after everyone? It's Ryder. Carson. Ryder Carson. He is the one making everyone's dinners. He's the one doing the laundry. He's the one doing the consoling. And I just, again, the arc this man has made is just hilarious to me. Okay. Hold on. It's a Monolorian. It's Mono L-R-I-A-N. Bear shifter. Again, my brain is just like Mongolian. Monrolian? Mon- is that an actual thing? I don't know. Let's see. It's weird. See, a Mongolian bear comes up. I wonder if it's a typo. Okay. It's neither here nor there. He is a big bear. Big ass bear. It's also funny because RJ is in the car, about to lose her V card, and Gabe gets a vision. He's like, we gotta go. Elise, you can't go. This is men's stuff. And all her dads go there to stop this from happening. And it's super embarrassing. She's mortified. Dante is taking them, flying them up to the sky and dropping them and then catching him with lightning going over there. Ryder transforms into his big snake form. It's it's hilarious, but not to RJ. Uh, And then six years after that, the gang are kind of sitting – I imagine it's like they're sitting on a roof watching a party at Zodiac Academy and they see their daughter, RJ, who is at the party and or throwing the party and she gets arrested and just like all of them, she's a spitfire, kicking, fighting back and then she headbutts the, the officer arresting her and they're a little like, should we, should we do something? Is this – like are we bad parents? We're just letting this happen? Uh, and Gabe says, you know, because that is her perfect mate. That's the person she's meant to be with. And they all kind of sit and ponder about life. 
what they have lived through and realize why destiny has been a bitch. It has led them all to have this together. And that is where our conclusion of Ruthless Boys ends. Thoughts and feelings. Lots of feelings. Okay, so I really liked the epilogue. Yes, was definitely long, but I really liked knowing what happened with our people. And I actually want RJ's story. I don't know if we're ever going to get it, but I want it. I want it too. I think that was one of my favorite parts of the book, the epilogues. It brought such closure and it was a full circle moment. Everyone that we ever thought about, all the relationships that were kind of opened up at the end of the book really did wrap up like her dad, her mom, the kids. We find out if they have kids. We find out where they are. Like one of the best wrap ups for a book. And that's why knowing that they wrap this up so nicely gives me a lot of hope and a lot of faith in them to wrap up ZA nicely. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I sure hope so. I hope there's also a lot of epilogues. I would like to read what happens in the future to everyone. Because it wasn't just what happened now, how we're ending. Like, how did life go on after that? Yes, I want to see Tori's babies with Darius, if they have some. And Lance. And Darcy's. Darcy's. And And Jerry and and Max. (laughs) I don't care about Seth, so I – Sorry, and Caleb. I wonder who Seth and Caleb's surrogate is going to be. Maybe Darcy or Tori? Geraldine? I don't know. I will say this book had me devastated when I thought Ryder had died. Uh, it got me. It really got me. I, I was upset. I couldn't understand what happened. I couldn't understand how he was saved. To to read him get his tongue ripped out, stabbed in the decapitated, I was like, oh, not my sweet writer, baby. He's finally found love. And now they're going to kill him. I thought we had finally, like, we had run through all of Gabe's visions. That was it. Ryder was toast. Because at that point, I still didn't really know if everyone got a happy ever after in an RH or a Y choose. Me either. I didn't know the rules. And it was a, a wild roller coaster to be on without knowing the rules. Would you guys, if there was ever a novella, you guys would definitely read it, right? Like, Oh, yeah. absolutely. 100%. 100%. Because I I, like, I'm not done with them. Like, they had a great story. I'm happy, happy to see them pop up in other things. Like, we see them pop up in Zodiac Academy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm they sure pop, they'll up pop up in Darkmoor, too. I just haven't read it yet. I'm sure Dante's there. Mm-hmm. I must start reading that soon. Not before Crescent City. It's on the schedule for May. It's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hilda's, didn't you have a dramatic retelling you wanted to I do. I have a dramatic reading prepared. So as y'all know, we are constantly – asking for you to leave us reviews and contact us slide into our dms um let us know how you feel we love honestly just hearing from you guys especially when we need to um walk you through some of the traumatic moments Mm -hmm. that we encounter in these books (laughs) we got a review from lex 22124 and I want to say thank you. We appreciate you leaving us a review. We appreciate you leaving us a five-star review. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm on her side. 
I'm on her side. Um, I said what I said. <laughs> and here we go. A dramatic interpretation. Love you guys, but Hilda's opinion on Ryder has been ruining these episodes. She's clearly wrong and so annoying and biased about it. I will tell you, Hilda, you are wrong. Uh-huh. 100%. Because Ryder is like the best character. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? She's like, hey, he's going, hey, hey, hey. Listen, listen, listen. I thought it was listen. so funny in the post you made about this. You're like, I'm sorry if I've offended all of you snakelets. <laughs> I was like, but I said what I said. That's who we are. I am also a Mindy and I'm also a snakelet. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So oh, what are Gabe's people called? What are we called for Gabe's people? Uh, harpy hoes. <laughs> I'll be a harpy ho. Harpy ho. I'm a snakelet and a harpy ho. Um, but anyways, so I was talking to Sersha, one of our, our friends. One of our friends. One of our friends. And she was like, don't worry. She thinks that I do an amazing job on the book summaries and the deep dives. And she also gives us five stars, but she's not on Apple. So, um, so thank you, Sersha. You know what, Hilda? And also, thank you, Lex22124. You're not, like, haunting my dreams or anything. I think that's how you know we've made it. Like, we have jokingly fate um, negative you know reviews. What? I love that's her. still a positive review. I love you, Lex. Please leave more. Yeah. Definitely, you know, we can be besties. We like to give each other shit. So you're Please right Please slide into our DMs after this. I promise you Hilda won't come for you. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely won't. No, Hilda like, was, so what's going to happen it is was we're so going to join a f- create a fan group for Ryder, and it's going to have like a picture of Hilda with like that like red circle with a slash through it because she's not allowed to join. It's okay. It's okay. You know what? You guys can keep Ryder. I will keep Lance Orion, the universal love language. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You okay, know, we should totally coin that and put that on the decal, just putting that out there. You heard it here first, stickers to come. Uh, but while we were talking about stickers to come, we did have – we have some merch. <laughs> Yay, which it feels weird to say. We have some merch and we got some stickers we'd love to send you guys. So the first 10 people to slide into our DMs and leave us a message, a hi, hello, we will gift you guys some Book Talk Maybe stickers. Yeah, just and- say, hey, I want a sticker so I know – that's why you're sliding into our DM. And I don't have to. But you can also give us your thoughts and feelings. Like a PS. Yes, I want to like sticker. after that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the first 10 people to hit us up on Instagram at booktalkmademe underscore pod, you will get yourself a sticker. And I will try to mail them within a timely manner. So <laughs> can't promise that though. <laughs> we can only do what we can do. You know? We're a group of procrastinators. It's very impressive that we get these podcasts out on the schedule that we set. So it's true. Be impressed. It's true. It's very true. Um, all that to say, guys, we do love hearing from you and you warm our hearts anytime you can leave us a review. So if you like what you heard, you like interacting with us, please go ahead and head over to Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts and drop us a review. It means the world to us and it helps us improve our rankings so that more friends, more snakelets can come to our to avenge writer uh and we'll always give you a shout out in return or a sticker this week well what do we got coming up on the schedule what's next gals where um, are we going next so Radiant very excited Sin. to 
announce we will be doing Radiant Sin, which is book four Four. of the Dark Olympus series by Katie Robert. Um, So that's going to be our next episode. And we're also covering a game of Malice and Greed by our favorite Twisted Sisters. That comes out March 3rd. Um, Very exciting. If you pre-order, you get some bonus POV chapters Mm -hmm. um, from Lance at the Fairy Fair and Darius from somewhere else. On the throne. when he's, is it from Darius on uh-huh, the throne? That's uh-huh. what I'm here for. Oh. That's, that's literally the one I was like, pre-order so, now. Um, if you haven't had your pre-order, that is definitely some hot incentives to make sure you have it. It comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, this episode goes live on Tuesday. So this Friday, I can say this Friday confidently. <laughs> Yes, and we covered the first three books of the Radiant Radiant, no, not Radiant Sin, Dark Dark Olympus Olympus. series. So you guys can head back to the archives and check those out if you would like a recap. These are standalone books, so you don't necessarily need to know what's happened, but you do see these characters sort of pop up in Easter eggs back and forth. Um, Yeah, I want to say, just like a heads up, because I just finished the book, that it feels like you should read the first three for this one. There's a lot more info that you can obtain from the previous book, especially like this third book with um the force Helen. field. Helen, yeah, Helen and the force Tri- field. <laughs> oh, the barrier. I'm sorry, the barrier. <laughs> okay. Force like, field, the barrier. Huh? Okay, got it. Okay. At least read sense. the third book if you haven't read. Like the first two are basically prologues. Or if you haven't read it, just listen to the podcast, guys. We'll catch your catch us right up, snippety snap. You'll know what's happening, what's popping. All right, guys, that is us. it from us tonight. We hope you enjoyed our entire Ruthless Boys series. And you can find us, again, on BookTalkMeme underscore pod and on Apple and Spotify. Thanks, guys. Snakelet out. <laughs>